If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Now a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. Tiffany here from Swish, and I want to talk about being a problem solver. In my classroom, I'm always telling my equal firsties to be problem solvers. In first grade, that's one thing, but in adult life, it's a whole other. It can be really difficult to train your brain to go into a problem-solving mode. Maybe you don't even know where to start. It's a challenge that we all face in life. But when you learn to better help your brain find solutions, it's truly a great feeling. And if you've ever been thinking of giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. BetterHelp is convenient, it's accessible, it's affordable, and it's all online. And on top of that, they match you with a therapist just by filling out a brief survey. So when you want to be a better problem solver, therapy can get you there. Visit BetterHelp.com swish today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash swish. Welcome to Swish and Flick, an all-Potter podcast. Swish and Flick, everyone. Swish and Flick. Hello and welcome to episode 11 of Swish and Flick. I'm Tiffany. I'm Megan. I'm Katie. I'm Sarah. And today we will be discussing chapter 11 of Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone, Quidditch. Quidditch! So make sure that you have read the chapter and you're ready to dive into the details. But before we begin, let's go to Megan for the weekly profit. Megan. So some news came out about casting for Fantastic Beasts. Well, this is news to me. And apparently this guy is well known, but I... Don't know who he is, so maybe you guys will know him. His name is David Sakurai. Sarah's the celebrity kind of deal. She knows everyone. Do you know this person? He's a Danish-Japanese actor. Okay. He's set to appear in the sequel for Fantastic Beasts. Um, As who? Yeah. Hold on. It says, I swear. I'm sorry. I will let you do your job. (laughs) He plays the role of Kral, one of the ambitious and sulky henchmen of Grindelwald. Ooh. Ooh. Okay. Just got dark. Yeah. I like it. So apparently he appeared on the Netflix Marvel series Iron Fist and is currently filming Harold Cronk's Unbroken Path to Redemption and will be seen will be will next be seen in Isaac Florentine's Stoic with Antonio Banderas. Hmm. Okay. Um never heard of any of this, but no. that doesn't so you've never take heard away of Iron from Fist? it. I've heard of Iron Fist. No, I've heard of that, but I'm talking about the other things. Hello, under the table. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, I don't know. Apparently, he's relatively well-known. Okay. Um, He's from Denmark. Denmark. Copenhagen. And it also says here again, just a little, like, recap for everybody for the next Fantastic Beast film. It says... The film opens in 1927, a few months after Magizoologist Scamander helped to unveil and capture the infamous Grindelwald in the first installment. As he promised he would, Grindelwald has made a dramatic escape and has been gathering more followers to his cause. The only one who might be able to stop him is the wizard he once called his dearest friend, Albus Dumbledore. But Dumbledore will need help from the wizard who had thwarted Grindelwald once before, his former student Scamander. Guys, I'm so stoked. Yeah, I cannot wait. This is next November, right? (gasps) Unfortunately. So far away. Uh, I'm super excited mm. to see Jude Law, though. We got a lot of great Mm. movies coming up, though, if you think about it. Star Wars. There's a lot of really Star Wars coming up. movies coming up as well. What's next? I'm going to post this article so that you guys can see a picture of him if you don't know who he is. I don't know who he is. I I never watched Iron Fist. I've seen um, a couple of the other. Um, that's Marvel, I believe, correct? It is. Yeah. So Marvel, I've seen Netflix. I've seen most of the other Marvel shows on Netflix, but I didn't hear good things about Iron Fist, so I didn't watch it. But if you watch the Defenders, you probably should watch Iron Fist because that he's in it. And I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about because I didn't watch mm-hmm. it. But Defenders is really good. 
I liked Jessica Jones, and I liked um, the Luke Cage. So we agree, too. he's a he's good for the yeah. Uh, yeah. He's pretty fandom. cute too. Yeah, he's good looking. He's thirty eight <laughs> years old. He's married. Oh damn! Thank Sorry. you. <laughs> because you guys aren't married. Yeah. What? So yeah, that was kind of a short weekly okay. profit, but yeah, no, that's good. So I don't know. It's just exciting looking forward to to the new stuff that's mm-hmm. coming. But can we get it in, in like a novel form, please? Yeah, I don't want just a screenplay. Oh, I'd novelize it for me. <laughs> all of them, all together. I would be surprised all of it. if you did all of it. Why not? It's mapped awesome. out perfectly for her because <laughs> she did it herself. <laughs> this is a little random, um, not totally, but my dad. Finally watched Fantastic Beast. Oh yeah, Friday I think it was. Really? He goes, I really liked it. He goes, it was good. He goes, it wasn't great, but it was good. It was a lead-in movie. I yeah. think it was a really good setup. See, mm-hmm. I am in love with that movie. Yeah, no, I thought it was good. I gotta watch it again though. I've only seen it twice. I think maybe yeah. three times. How many times did we see it in theaters, Katie? Oh wait, so maybe more. <laughs> yeah, I at think, least three. I think we saw it four times in theaters, and then you saw it once with us, but you already seen it. Yeah, like your, us, watching it with us was your second time. And we saw it with your mom. So at least At least three, three. times. I want to say four. And then we've watched <laughs> it twice since it came out on Blu-ray. Okay. It's on HBO. At least it was. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. So. All right. I enjoyed it. I'm going to watch it this week. I'm making a pact. <laughs> to yourself. With myself. <laughs> with myself. You can watch it while you edit. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So. And work on websites. Yes. More about that Later. Later. So last episode, we covered Chapter 10, Halloween. (laughs) Harry and Ron had started thinking about what could possibly be in that grubby little package from Gringotts, especially after their run-in with Fluffy and all that. Um, Harry gets his Nimbus 2000 and his first Quidditch lesson. We talked about our our namesake in Flitwick's class, Swish and Flick. And three certain first years managed to take down a fully grown mountain troll. And now they're best friends. And as I we live to tell the tale. <laughs> yeah, really, though. <laughs> and as we learned in the last episode, there are just some things you can't share without ending up liking each other. Yep. And that's one of them. Yeah. Yes, it is. So now on to... What are we on? The summary. Quidditch. Summary. Quidditch. It's easy enough to understand. Whoa, that was like <laughs> dead on. That was good. <laughs> Congratulations. She's been practicing. Oh, my gosh. All right. So <laughs> chapter 11. Harry's first game of Quidditch is fast approaching. Harry, Ron, and Hermione are sitting outside on a cold November morning. Harry's reading um, Quidditch throughout the ages, and they notice a limping Snape. He comes over to them, takes the book away from Harry, and five points. That evening, Harry goes to ask Snape if he can have the book back, so he goes to the staff room and knocks. When no one answers, he pushes the door open a crack. Inside is Snape and Filch. Filch is handing Snape bandages for his bloody and mangled leg. Harry um, hears Snape talk about the three-headed dog. He tries to shut the door, but Snape hears him and tells him to get out. So Harry runs back to the common room to tell Ron and Hermione what he heard. The next morning is Harry's first game of Quidditch. So after breakfast, they all head down to the pitch to start the game against Slytherin. The game has started, and Harry is focused on finding the snitch. He finally spots it and soars after it, along with the Slytherin seeker. Soon, his broom starts to act funny, and Hermione and Ron... Notice that Snape is staring at Harry and muttering words. Hermione goes um, over to his stand and sets his robes on fire to get him to stop messing with Harry's broom. Harry's able to get back on his broom correctly and zooms um, to get the snitch that is flying towards the ground. He lands on the ground and looks like he's going to be sick and spits the snitch out of his mouth. Gryffindor wins the game. Harry, Ron, and Hermione head to Hagrid's and after the game for some tea and they tell him all about Snape and that they learned that the three-headed dog named Fluffy is named Fluffy and that Hagrid knows what it's guarding. That was a good summary. And again, a perfect read. It wasn't perfect. Well, let's, well, let's give it, I'll give it <laughs> a eight out of ten. Oh, mm-hmm. that's a lot of stars. I'm so proud of you. <laughs> so when we first get into the chapter, um, Joe paints an absolutely great visual for us, for Hogwarts. So she talks about how it's cold and Hogwarts looks ice gray. (laughs) Thank you. You're welcome. And the lake looks like chilled steel. And every morning the ground is covered in frost. And I just get this like 
I don't know. I get this perfect picture of Hogwarts in my head where I'm like nice and cozy. I'm all bundled up in my robes. It makes and me like mm-hmm. feel chilly thinking my, about it. My mm-hmm. Gryffindor scarf. <laughs> and I don't know if we've told you guys this yet, but we're going to see Hogwarts at Christmas. <laughs> what? <laughs> we're going to Florida to see the Hogwarts yeah. castle oh, for Christmas. Yeah. It's going to be like I Are mean, you going well, again in January? It's, it's the yeah. first it's the first How time that they've done money for Christmas. This? Merry Christmas from my mother. Oh my god. Can 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 I go? <laughs> sure. <laughs> They're going to the Harry Potter celebration. Dear mama. Yeah, well It's too bad it's not during my break. We're yeah. actually doing it. We're flying out Friday evening and coming home Sunday evening, so we don't have to miss any work. So, just throwing out there, Spirit out of Akron has flights at 7.50 at night on Friday night. And they were $50 each way. I'm looking at you, sister. I can make no promises at this present time. We'll figure it out. Ooh, that would be interesting. And by interesting, I mean amazing. The celebration oh. is a blast. Yeah. Yeah, I want to go. So we'll, we'll miss the opening ceremony on Friday, but that's all right. Saturday is more involved, and we'll be able to attend most of Sunday. So yeah, all right. So back to cold Hogwarts. <laughs> cold Hogwarts just got me excited. No, but it like about it. it like makes me feel like like I could be there, bundled up in my robes and my Gryffindor scarf and all that jazz. And I don't know, I just I love that, that picture. Does. Plus, it's like. September what 24th and it's like 90 degrees where we're at which is ridiculous so we're like craving some fall weather here you guys can speak for yourselves yeah Mm. well Katie's like I want fall weather I'm ready for it yeah I'm ready for it I'm a I'm like always cold but I'm ready for it so um and we get this great Hagrid outfit and I think over the years in books we get to see all the cool things that Hagrid wears but we like to call this Hagrid fashion and so today, Hagrid is sporting a moleskin coat, rabbit fur gloves, and beaver skin boots. And I said, he's like wearing a zoo. <laughs> yes. And I got to figure, he probably made all those things. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I you think know, I'm kind of surprised that it's this cold this early in the season there. like It's November. Any, oh, it's November? Yeah, yeah, and they're further away from the equator. Yeah, I know. It just seems weird. No, it's, no, it's, it's not. accurate? Correct. Hmm. Okay. You can Google you it. Questioning the internet Joe? highway is there for no, your I just, enjoyment. It just is weird to me. Well, it's November. And I mean, we're also closer to the equator. You got to think like we, you know, sometimes November for us, it's like a gamble. Like, right. Mm-hmm. Could well, be freezing or like, like totally changed our seasons. Like, I feel like we don't even get snow till January anymore. Now we used to get it like in November when I was younger. Yeah. It's definitely changed. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, you still two years ago, the weekend, of their wedding, the year before their wedding, my wedding, it was the weekend a before, blizzard, the year before, the like year the, before, the oh. week, uh, like the, well, what would have been your wedding? Mm-hmm. Like three feet of snow, like that Friday, and then the it's week before our weird. wedding day was like super warm, and then the weekend of our wedding day was, it was chilly. This is about but Harry like, Potter. <laughs> there's us. Yeah, that is much higher north. Okay, makes sense. See, I have a really hard time picturing geography, <laughs> geography Scotland, because like we're planning for this trip to California that we're taking, and like I envisioned when we fly up to San Francisco being much further north than it actually mm-hmm. is. So I was like asking Chris, our roommate, I'm like, so should we like, like we're going at the end of October? Like, is it going to be cold? And he's like, it's not going to be cold. It's California, it's and true. I'm like, but it's like Northern California, isn't that like? <laughs> it's not could that it be northern. snow, yeah. and he's like. No, I'm like, oh, okay, sorry. So, yeah, uh, I forgot about the two states above that. <laughs> <laughs> That'll do it. Um, so Quidditch will be starting soon, and Harry's been practicing, and um, they've been like secret practices because Wood, Wood wants to keep him like a complete secret. But there are no well kept secrets at Hogwarts, and I said even the Chamber of Secrets is revealed, <laughs> <laughs> and it has secret in the name, so yeah. nothing is kept secret at Hogwarts. And even like, I don't know if it's in the book or if it's just a movieism. He says so it should have been like whatever happened in the chamber, like oh. should have been private. So naturally, the whole school, oh, school knows. <laughs> so I think that's just great. Mm-hmm. So Hermione starts helping the boys with their classwork. And this is the first instance of this. And she basically, I said, she basically carries them through their education. I mean, she 
helps them with their homework. She gives them insights on what to write. Like she is one of their best teachers. Yeah. I think it even says in there, like Hermione would never give them the answer, but they would just like ask her to check things. And that's how they ended up getting the real answers anyway. So yeah. they kind of like manipulated her into and getting I think, the right answer. Yeah. And they knew that she's such a perfectionist and she has to be right. Like she would be like, Oh my gosh, this is all wrong. Let me fix it for you. Like, you know right. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they like kind of like weaseled. <laughs> they weasel sneaky. answers out of her. They do. Yeah. They do. Cause they're, they're just trying the to boys. get free homework done. And so we, um, we read about Harry reading Quidditch through the ages. He finds that it's a good read. And this was the book that um, Hermione and Neville, they were reading to learn about flying and such. And so um, he didn't think it was a great book before. Like when they were talking about it, he was kind of ignoring it because I think he was so nervous. But now that he's diving into it, he actually really likes it. And Quidditch through the ages is a book that we can read because it's part of the Hogwarts library. Mm-hmm. that um, Rowling has written. So if you don't have those, they're actually, they're fairly small. Like it comes with that and um, Fantastic Beasts. Like you can get it in a box set. I got the original box set, which I was super excited about. Now the box set also comes with Tales of Beale Bard. That's awesome. And it's fairly inexpensive if you buy it by it's itself. Yeah. 10 bucks max. Could be worse. I think it's like seven. There's like a really nice hardcover. Oh! <laughs> Very good call. There's like a really nice hardcover version of it that you can buy on its own. It's like seven fifty or something like that on Amazon Prime. You couldn't have said seven again? No. Seven fifty. <sighs> well, that's all I have about that. Yeah. <laughs> so, speaking of Quidditch Through the Ages, this yeah. kind of like ties into the next part of this chapter where... <clears throat> th- Harry, Ron, and Hermione are hanging out outside. Hermione's conjured up her little blue flames, which I think is... Thanks. Which I think (laughs) is cool because these blue flames travel from the very first book all the way to Deathly Hollows. Yes. They use them in the woods whenever they are traveling to try and get the horcruxes. Mm -hmm. Um, And for some reason, these are her specialty, which I... Why, like, what do you think... This is this like a special charm that like anybody can conjure? Is this something that Hermione's created herself? I tried like why are up. these not are these I don't know. You I don't, know do you know what I mean? Like is this they call it her specialty, so does that mean that it's something that she made? She I don't know if it's necessarily these? something that she made, but maybe it's something it's it's like a a spell that she has mastered. I mean, she's just a first year student. It could be something that's more complex, like maybe for a second or a third year to create fire or yeah. anything like that. And it's so early in the year, it's only November. So maybe her by specialty, they mean that like she's perfecting this as a witch. I mean, right. she is even all the way great. back into Deathly Hollows. They still call it her specialty, though. They do. It, yeah. They say yeah. that. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I've heard it say it's that's weird. her specialty. I well, tried looking it up like on Pottermore. Oh, you I did. I couldn't. Not on there anyway. I don't know if maybe HP Lexicon or someone I wonder, has it. It wouldn't surprise me that she made it up. She's, no, that she's wouldn't surprise smart. me. Yeah. She's very clever. Yes, she's very so, clever. You, I don't did, know. I thought that was kind. Of, if anybody like has any ideas on that. Send yeah, it out to us. I don't know. That seems like something maybe she would have made. Or why blue? Why? Yeah, why what does blue mean, Katie? You want to look that up? No. I'm so blue. So anyway, they spot Snape, and Harry immediately realizes that he's limping, which he then starts thinking about. Hold on. I'm backtracking. I need to restart this. I can tell you what the internet says that blue is. Okay. It says blue is the color of the sky and the sea. It is often associated with depth and stability. It symbolizes trust, loyalty, wisdom, confidence, intelligence, faith, trust, and heaven. Also, it says her skills on Pottermore is everything. Yeah. This blue is considered so. beneficial to the mind and body. Hmm. Hmm. And it produces a calming effect. I don't know. That's interesting. Dear Joe. Anyway, <laughs> as they spot Snape, Harry immediately realizes that he starts limping, um, but doesn't really go into much detail about it. It's just like a, a thought in his head, like he realizes that Snape is injured in some way. So um, 
he Snape is basically just like a jerk and takes Quidditch through the ages from Harry because he's bored for some reason. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know what is up Snape's butt, but <laughs> regret. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so he's just like, oh, that's a library book. It can't leave the castle, which is a total lie. He just hates him because he looks like James. I know. I think every time he sees him, he's just like, oh, how can I get you right now? Yeah. So he takes Quidditch Through the Ages from Harry, and then Harry's all bummed because he actually really liked that book. So later at night, they're in the um, common room, and Harry, for whatever reason, decides that he thinks it's a good idea to try and go and ask Snape for his book back, because, like, that's going to work, right? <laughs> yeah, like, what possessed Harry to be like, I'm going to do this. It'll work. I guess maybe it's still pretty early in their relationship. He maybe still has high hopes. <laughs> we could tie that back to, what did we say? He was brave and stupid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So he heads to the teacher's lounge and then sees Snape and Filch in there discussing Fluffy and Filch is helping Snape bandage his leg. Why can Snape not just go to Madame Pomfrey to mend his leg and why can't he mend it himself? So going to Madame Pomfrey would not be a good idea, I don't think, because she wasn't privy to what was going on between Dumbledore and Snape keeping an eye on Quirrell. True. So that would be too weird. And then I think Filch just does whatever Snape wants because they seem very similar in nature. But Why couldn't, couldn't he have gone to Dumbledore? Couldn't Snape have whipped up some sort of potion? Maybe. You guys, that was my lightning bolt round question. I'm sorry. <laughs> Maybe he didn't want um, to like bother Dumbledore with this, being like, whatever, I'm going to live. My leg's a little banged up, but whatever. I'm not just going to bring it. It was to mangled, him. though. Yeah. The adjective to describe it was horrible. Well, yes, but... Like you're walking Fluffy on it. Got a hold of him, huh? He's walking on it, so yeah. I don't know. I just thought it was weird that he what he was using bandages. Like I get you would probably use a bandage, but wouldn't you also use like a spell? That's just yeah. my thought. Yeah, or even a potion, like Katie said. Like is there, is there a potion that he could like rejuvenate? Essence the... of Dittany. Yeah. Why didn't he use essence of Dittany? Ah, Dittany. Good question. Why didn't he? Oh, play oh. on words. Oh, that's pretty good. So anyway, <laughs> uh, Snape then, so Harry is like, oh, shoot, I'm clearly not supposed to be here. So he tries to like quietly back out. And then Snape sees him and is like, get out, Potter. Yeah. So then Harry just runs for his life so that Snape can't give him a detention or take points from Gryffindor. And he succeeds in that, which I think is a feat in and of itself right there. Yeah. He gets away from Snape. However, he then comes to the conclusion that Snape obviously tried to get past Fluffy on Halloween. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What is that dog guarding, guys? I don't know, I don't you know. guys. I'm so confused. Um, signed a picture of me. I was a bit preoccupied with its head. <laughs> In case you didn't notice, there were three. <laughs> you guys are ridiculous. <laughs> I looked up Bluebell Flames, though, Ooh. on the wiki. It doesn't have a whole lot, but it does mention them. It called them bluebell flames or cold fire or blue flames. And it says it's produced by a charm of an unknown incantation um, following from the caster's wand in a stream or a jet, which condenses into a body of fire on a nearby object similar to incendio. And then it says they're bright blue waterproof and radiating heat only to objects held directly above it. And it can be touched and held without burning the holder, though it's known to burn materials such as clothing and pants. Well, the movie movie told us what the incantation is. Well, it brings that up. The movie made that up, though. But JK may have told them. She may have. I don't know. We'll never know. But it says that um, the flames can only be directed... Um, to a desired location by its caster, um, and then it she brings would up usually the put them in like little jars. Little jar, yeah, and or then bowls. It, she had them in a bowl in Deathly Hollows in the middle of the uh, yeah tent. It says in the film the spell was replaced by Lacarum Inflamare when Hermione attempted to distract Snape and Lu- Lumos Solem when she was killing the Devil Snare, hmm. and they didn't make him blue. True. So I don't know, and then it brings up the seventh one. So I don't know. It does seem like not advanced magic, but, it, but more advanced for than a right. But if it mentions however many month fresh first year, you know, yeah, and it mentions that it's their specialty. You guys said right. twice, so I want to know. Hmm. Dear Joe, dear Joe, any other thoughts on flames, or are we moving on? <laughs> I don't know 
if I have any more comments on flames. All I have right. some comments on the dog, but we'll talk about that later. Oh, okay. Why do you want to learn a new language? Where would you use it? How would it come in handy? Maybe you have an upcoming international trip. Maybe you want to connect with family and friends. Learn about a new culture. Want to understand certain pop culture things. Well, Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program. And guess what? It's available on desktop or as an app. And it truly immerses you in the language that you want to learn. Rosetta Stone is a trusted expert for 30 years with millions of users and 25 language, languages offered. Spanish, French, Italian, German, Korean, Chinese, Japanese, Dutch, Arabic, Polish. These are just some of the examples of languages that you can learn. Fast language ac acquisition. Rosetta Stone truly immerses you in so many ways. You really learn to speak, listen, and think in that language. It's designed for long-term retention, and it's got built-in true accent features to give you feedback on your pronunciation. It's kind of like having a personal trainer for your accent. It's also really convenient, and I'm really excited that there's an app. There's an app option, and you could also use it on your desktop. It's got an audio companion, and it's the ability to download lessons so you can do this offline. And it's at an amazing value. Lifetime membership has all 25 languages for any and all trips and languages needed in life. That's a lifetime access to all 25 language courses Rosetta Stone has to offer for 50% off. It's a steal. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Swish and Flick listeners will get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash today. That's 50% off for unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com dot com slash today today so we wake up to harry's first quidditch match right hooray yeah. <laughs> so the great hall is full of deli the delicious smell of sarah fried sausages <laughs> she's so happy <laughs> but poor Harry can't eat any because he's just too nervous for his first match even though Hermione tries very hard to get him to eat but like a bit of toast mate yep but no I don't think she sounded like that but was okay. that was Ron oh. <laughs> so um, that was very masculine for Hermione the Gryffindors and Slytherins wear scarlet and green robes <laughs> just saying nice so they walk out onto the field. Harry's all nervous. And Madam Hooch says she wants a nice fair game from everyone. And she speaks directly at the Slytherin captain, Marcus Flint, who Harry says he thinks has some troll blood in him. That was the best. <laughs> <laughs> Which is hilarious. Can we talk about how cute he is now? Oh, yeah. He's, he's, he's good looking. Cute. Look him up. Once you take out those him. fake teeth. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Those are bad. And surprise for Harry, Ron, Hermione, Neville, Seamus, and Dean make him a banner to hold so up in the cute. stands on a mm -hmm. sheet that Scabbers ruined. I don't know if he chewed on it or peed on it or whatever Pettigrew's <laughs> doing up there in the dormitory. But it says Potter for president and Dean drew like a big lion on it and Hermione put a charm on it. So it flashes different colors and it makes Harry's heart skip a beat and it makes him feel braver. Why is Peter being so ratty? Because <laughs> he's been a rat for like 10 years Do you now. think, oh, do you think if you are in your animagus form that you start having less human tendencies, like for a long time, yeah. start having less human tendencies and start having more tendencies of that animal? I yes. don't think so. Is that canon? I don't know. I don't know That's a really good thing. It's my head canon. It's my head canon. I like yeah. it. Because like... I don't go around chewing on stuff, so he had some ratty, <laughs> ratty tendencies happening right there. I think that's funny. I hope it's not pee. I hope not. Come on. But where's Peter? Peter. Peter. Peter is gross, Peter. so could be. I don't know. That is true. That is canon. He mm -hmm. is gross. Yeah. <laughs> gross. <laughs> so Joe gives us this 
really awesome insight into Quidditch. Like the way that Lee Jordan gives us a play-by-play of the match, you get that feeling of like chaotic craziness, the highs and lows of the game. I, I thought it was really cool. The dynamic of Lee Jordan, and yes, especially yeah. when he's commentating with McGonagall right behind him, yeah. and she's yeah. constantly yes. yelling at him. Yes, it's but so you know cool. she's thinking the same thing. Yeah, is right. that what you're gonna say? <laughs> like, she's probably being like, "Yeah, we're kicking their butts." Like, go Gryffindor, or like, "I hate that kid," but don't say that. Yeah. <laughs> and even Hagger comes to watch the game, which again, Ooh. father figure to to our Harry, little Haggy. At one point, Don't Harry, Haggy, he's my Haggy. <laughs> Harry gets fouled, and Dean starts yelling about a red card because he loves soccer. And him and Ron have this argument because Ron it's just like does not understand about soccer. Don't get your sports mixed up if you want to sound like you know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Consult a previous episode. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And Harry's broom is jinxed. His Nimbus suddenly tries to buck him off. But as we all know, Nimbus 2000s don't just suddenly decide to do that to their riders. Mm-hmm. He loses complete control of it. And we find out from Hagrid that nothing can interfere with a broomstick except very powerful dark magic. So who does it? So who's doing it? <gasps> I don't know. But think about, like, that's some serious, like, magic within a broomstick then. Yeah. Like, yeah. if you think, like, only dark magic can can get to it, that's pretty awesome. They've got to have some sort like of protection. Would, yeah, they would have to because yeah. at, like, games and stuff like that, if you, like, really hate yeah. the other team, some random person mm-hmm. in the crowd could just be like, People who are betting that room. betting galleons on the World yeah. Cup and they're like making it happen, you know. That's do good. you think they learned their lesson? Like earlier brooms were like easily I'm sure. yeah. and then they're like, oh, we have to change this. It's yeah, kind of like cars, right? I mean, like cars were made differently back in the day with like not as many safety features and all that kind of stuff, and like now. You have to wear a seat belt. It's like the same kind of thing, but just like with magic. Gosh, such a good comparison. Yeah. Well, that was pretty good, Meg. (laughs) I try. Just inflate her ego some more. (laughs) (laughs) But Hermione sees Snape muttering under his breath Mm. with his eyes fixed on Harry. Mm -hmm. So they think he's jinxing the broom. Yes. She goes to Harry's rescue and uses her little bluebell flames to set his robes on fire, Mm -hmm. knocking Professor Quirrell over on her way. Yes. Hint, hint. And it works. And it works. And it works. And Harry gets back on his broom, and he almost swallows the snitch, and he wins the game. Yep. He almost swallows the snitch that comes back to him years later. Mm-hmm. Yes. And it's very surprise. important that it wasn't touched by his hands. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, I mean, it was after it, but the he, first time Well, yeah. He basically well, that's the touch that counts. Huh? He snogged it. He snogged yeah, he the did. snitch. <laughs> I love alliteration. Snogging snitchels. Sarah, can I have your extra hair tie? I don't know where it is. It's on your wrist. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you the bomb. This oh, is boy. fun with Swish and Flick. <laughs> That's hilarious. I, I literally was like, it was on the table. I don't know what happened to it. Um, and we, like, so the reason, obviously, why knocking into Coral was so helpful is because you can't break the eye contact with yes. that mm-hmm. particular jinx that he was doing. Yeah. So I wonder, like, I don't know. It's just kind of crazy. Like with a jinx, usually you have to cast like one spell. Right. So what kind of dark magic jinx where you have to continuously do this? It says very dark magic. Like maybe the broom is so powerful that like you have to keep doing it, keep going at it to really knock him off to really sort of like get away. Like maybe say it was like a broom that was like sixty years old and he did it once and it would have worked perfectly. Mm. Where this one is a brand new. It's got a lot of correct. Keep casting it. Yeah. To like break it down. Maybe he didn't think Harry would stay on as long as he did. So he's got to just keep going and going and going. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe like each time he casts it is like a jerk of the broom, right? So he's like trying to like get him off. I'll just off. keep doing it. Mm-hmm. I got you. I got you. That's interesting. Okay. Oh. So, after the victorious win against Slytherin, um, seven, 170 to 60, Ooh. the trio go to Hagrid's for a cup of tea. Um, Ron tells Hagrid and Harry how it was Snape, who was the one jinxing Harry's broom, telling them that he and Hermione saw how Snape was concentrated on Harry, not blinking and muttering words. I think it's important that Hermione's now on board with Harry and Ron as before mm-hmm. she was like, no, Snape's a teacher. He wouldn't do anything bad. And now she's like, oh, I saw something happen. Yeah. Um, and 
hair grid defense Snape and asking them like why why do you think he would even do something like that like he he's like he's a teacher he's helping guard like he's helping um to protect like whatever the guard the dog is guarding and Harry's like well um he was trying to get past the three-headed dog that's in the third floor corridor and like whatever he's guarding like Snape was trying to steal it so Hagrid's like, well, how do you know about Fluffy? And then they're like, <laughs> that thing has a name. <laughs> and it's his. And so he tells us how he bought it off of a Greek chappie he met in the pub last mm-hmm. year, which is interesting because in the movies, he said he bought it off an Irish feller. Yeah. And I thought it was interesting that, um, and, and other people have made this connection, that so he bought it off a Greek feller. And then right. you find out later on, or I don't know if you found out in the books, but at least on Pottermore, we know that, after this whole thing ends, they send him back to, to Greece, no, no, correct? No, no, no. no, they send him into the forest first. But where does he end up? No, and, he ends up back in Greece. Yeah. But um, somebody got him from the forest. I think that's what we said. I don't remember. No, I don't like, Wait, we, in like the Forbidden Forest? Because you got it from um, one of her scholastic chats where she said that somebody retrieved Fluffy from the forest and sent back to Greece. I, I think it was in our episode. Well, that we're going to, we're going to look it up. We remember what we say, you guys. Um, I <laughs> thought it was interesting that in Greek mythology, and I'm probably going to pronounce this incorrectly, but Cerberus was a three headed dog that guarded the gates to the mm-hmm. underworld. And in order to get past him, music would have to be played to, for him to fall asleep as portrayed in the movie. Love so, it. And it's interesting because he's from a Greek, he bought him off a Greek chap. So that's awesome. It's cool that like, cause I'm really into Greek mythology and Roman mythology, like mythology. And I remember hearing about that, and I remember seeing people talk about it with Fluffy. Um, and then you see Hagrid almost tells them what the guard, the dog is guarding. Yeah. Um, he was released into the forest in it. Temporarily. Temporarily. Yep. And she said so in a March 2001 Blue Peter interview mm. with JK. Oh, I thought it was Scholastic Darn. So. Um, do. Oh, nope. I'll save it for Lightning Bolt. Okay. And so Hagrid keeps defending um, Snape, saying he's a teacher. He wouldn't try to kill a student or steal whatever is hidden in the school. Um, he also lets it slip that the dog is, whatever the dog is guarding, it has to do with Dumbledore and Nic- Nicholas Flamel. And then you see um, Hagrid is mad that he let it slip, which is kind of a thing that Hagrid does. It's a Hagridism. Yes. <laughs> and I um, thought we could talk a little bit about Nicholas Flamel, okay. which you find out that um, he's actually a real person. Mm-hmm. And... He um, <coughs> he had. It, I'm going to read you what it says on Pottermore. There's an article we can post it. It says the real Nicholas Philomel was a wealthy businessman and a noted philanthropist. Um, there are streets that are named after him and his wife in Paris. His wife's name is Perinel. I don't know if I'm saying that correctly. I think Perinel. Yeah, sure. Um, and it says, Nicholas, Nicholas Flamel was a real person. I read about him in my early 20s when I came across one of the versions of his life story. It told how he had bought a mysterious book called The Book of Abraham the Jew, which was full of strange symbols and which Flamel realized were instructions on alchemy. The story went that he subsequently made it his life's work to produce the Philosopher's Stone. Um, and it says, I remember having a highly detailed and exceptionally vivid dream about Flamel several months into the writing of Philosopher's Stone, which was like a Renaissance painting coming to life. Flamel was leading me around his cluttered laboratory, which was bathed in a golden light and showing me exactly how to make the stone. I wish I could remember how to do it. Okay. Do people know what alchemy is? I don't know. Because we, I've got it pulled up. I'll just okay. define it for people. Because sometimes, like I remember when I read it first, I was like, what does that mean? So it's a medieval forerunner of chemistry based on the supposed transformation of matter. It is concerned particularly with attempts to convert base metals into gold or find a universal elixir. So that is alchemy, in case you don't know. Because knowledge is power. Yeah. So it all revolves around the Sorcerer's Stone. Correct. Mm-hmm. And we know what the Sorcerer's Stone can he do with the, the elixir only, and the transformation yes, of metals. He's in the, the only known maker of the Philosopher's Stone. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Do you, Potter? <laughs> you. He went to a bow bands, apparently. Oh. oh. It says this is his fact file on Pottermore. Yeah. Birthday unknown. Uh-huh. This is what it says. Birthday unknown date, but he had a lot of them. 
He attended Bo Banton's Academy, his skills as alchemy, and his death sometime after the Philosopher's Stone was destroyed in 1992. Yeah, so they said that he had plenty to get his or- his affairs in order, and I mm-hmm. so I just wonder how many like how months, days, years. Yeah. yeah, how long do you have? Well, after you drink the elixir of life, stop he probably the elixir of life. like had mm-hmm. some, some though, like stored, stock, right? Yeah, yeah. But like he and him and his wife, and then do you think their kids drank it? Did they have kids? Hmm. Uh, it's a thought to think of. I don't know. And then I could tell you a little... Oh, well, we could talk about this later. I lied. Ooh. Ooh. So that's all about uh, Nicholas Flamel. And we can, again, address him later because he's going to come up again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the end of the chapter. That was a short chapter. Yeah. yeah. But that's okay because we're going with it. So that brings us but to... But you learned a lot. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Yes. You learned that the dog's name is Fluffy. <laughs> and... Uh, that Snape could be a, an evil dude, maybe. We don't know. Yeah. We don't know. We Snape don't. is evil. Let's be real. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. All right. So our lightning bolt round. Welcome. So you guys already took one of my questions, which is why he wasn't healing his own leg with magic. Um, so then I decided to ask, what do you think the counter curse was that he was muttering when Quirrell was trying to knock Harry off? I bet you that like Quirrell was trying to do some types of some type of jinx that was like forcing like jerking movement. Mm-hmm. So it must have just been stop a kiss, jerk a kiss. <laughs> <laughs> you could use that on well, himself not, to stop being a jerk. Brumo, stop it. Like Snape has to know. They both knew what each other was doing because right. Quirrell says, you know, he's muttering his counter curse or whatever. And then obviously Snape knows what Quirrell's creeping around doing. Yeah. So it was like, they were silently fighting with each other yeah. almost. So now you, everybody knows that it wasn't Snape. It was Quirrell. <laughs> it's a reread. <laughs> Some people are reading this for the first time. Well, with me. Then spoiler alert. I'm, we've not, told them. I'm not sure I'm that this is the podcast jerk. for you. <laughs> Cause we're going to, we're going to ruin your book for you. Um, um, okay. But he just, like, do you think he, like, kept having to, like, say it every time? I bet you they yeah. were just that muttering he it because it, like, was, it like was, like, going Quirrell, back and Snape, forth. Quirrell, Snape, Quirrell, Snape, Quirrell, yeah, Snape. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. That's why. So he just so kept having to repeat whatever the counter curse was. Yeah. yeah. I have a cool. question. Sure. Do you think Quirrell would have had the power to do it if he wasn't um, attached to Voldemort? Would he have been able to, like, knock yeah. him off his room a little bit? He was a talented wizard. Yeah, I'd say yes. I think He so. was a soft kind he of creature. He was hiding creature, under but a facade, but he was powerful, mm-hmm. I think. I don't think he was. No, I think he was. No, I think you have to have a certain level of power to be, to have Voldemort. I don't know if know. I agree with that. Voldemort well, the, he killed all those him. animals that he tried, that he, like put his soul into because they weren't strong enough to hold him. So anything that could hold yeah, Voldemort th- for a period of time had to be strong enough. I think, I think it's just a human versus animal kind of oh, thing. I, that. I, I don't, I personally don't I think he's strong enough. Respectfully is, disagree. It's fine. You're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I have a question. Um, had Fluffy remained in the forest, do you think he would have fought in the final battle of Hogwarts? Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. That would have been epic. Can you see Hagrid like pulling you, like, some whistle so, out of so his pocket? Which side? Oh, oh the good the side. side. Do you think that Fluffy had the brain power to know? I think from I bad. Think he would have just followed Hagrid. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I yeah. agree. Okay. Think about how, like, what if he had killed Voldemort and he just ripped him to shreds? <laughs> Bye. <laughs> <Gone>. <laughs> I can't wait to hear that playback. <laughs> 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 Speaking of Fluffy, I have a question. Yeah. What would you have named him? Because Fluffy is not an accurate name for that dog. Oh, no, I like the name Fluffy. <laughs> I, don't I would name him Drool. I would name him Pat. Pat my dog. <laughs> <laughs> would you give him three names? Because it's technically three dogs. Oh. Yes. Do you think every head had a different personality? Larry, Curly, and Moe. Yes. <laughs> Ron, Harry, and Hermione. <laughs> There's that three again, you yeah. guys. Yeah. yeah, that number three again. <laughs> I don't know. I like drool. <laughs> Spike. <laughs> uh, 
I like my whole life have always had really lame dog names. Like they were all just very, you know, like our first dog was named Rover. Ah! Our second dog was Freckles. And our third dog was Snoopy. Like, I love those. All you need is no, a spot. No, they're adorable, but it's just like so expected. Yeah. And then there's Winnie, who is like, I love her. A poo. Oh, she's so cute. I had a cat named Fluffy. Fattest cat on the planet. <laughs> so I feel Didn't like I would have been, I would have named them like something like that, like Rover, Freckles, and Snoopy. There you go. That's it. Okay. Yeah. I have a question. Instead of a dog, what would you want? What ferocious beast or non-ferocious beast would you want guarding your philosopher's stone? Three-headed dragon. A dragon. Because <laughs> that's just nasty. All Norwegian rib jackets. <laughs> I'm going to say a niffler because those a little guys niffler. are crafty. Yeah. <laughs> a crumple horn snort pack. <laughs> Three of them. Ooh, or an arumpent. An arumpent. Dude. Yes, an arumpent. But that would like... Don't get close to it. You'll blow up. I think Do they die protection. when they blow up? <laughs> I would think. <gasps> oh, that's sad. Yeah. Kind of like when a bee stings Yes. Oh, man. I would have... Can I make something up and have like something Dude, that will turn is, into your allergy so you like, go into anaphylactic shock? <laughs> so you wouldn't use a creature. You would use a spell. Yeah. yeah. No. <laughs> like, oh, you're allergic to shrimp? It starts spelting shrimp at you. Choo, choo, choo. Let me think of Good other questions. questions It'd be like a boggart, but for your allergies. I have a question. Okay. If you were Harry and you were playing in your first Quidditch game, would you have caught the snitch? Yeah. Probably yeah. in the mouth. I think that I would not have. I would just be so nervous. I think I would just like flump, but flump I also probably yeah. I feel like I would choke on it. Like I would <laughs> I would I would get the the thing in my mouth. I could see that happening. Like I would catch the snitch with my mouth I and then choke on it. it and then just start vomiting. <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't eat breakfast, so there's nothing really coming up. <clears throat> That's ridiculous, but accurate for you. I have a question. If you were a Hermione type character, what color do you want your flames to be? <gasps> purple. I was oh, gonna say purple too. <laughs> it's my favorite color. I just think purple is such a magical color, mm-hmm. and it just like makes me think happy thoughts. I want them to be the color of the tears of my enemies. <laughs> <laughs> Where do you even get these things? How do you come up with I don't something? Even know. Like, have you heard that somewhere? Or did that come from the depths of your brain? <laughs> it just came from my mind. Oh my gosh, it's ridiculous. Let's see. <laughs> let's let's ask another question. Okay, let's. Um. <laughs> Would you have gone and asked Snape for your book back? No. Yes. No. I'd have been too scared. If I was Harry, no. But if I was me. I would have probably, probably asked, like, Hermione to do it. Yeah. But he would have told her no. Yeah. He probably hated Harry, or Hermione more than he hated Harry. No. More than he hated Harry? No, no man. Not more than he hated Harry. <clears throat> Another question. Now, if you were Snape and you were um, mangled by the dog... <laughs> <laughs> I would have gone that to Dumbledore. Dog. I was going to say, what would you do? I would have gone to Dumbledore and been like, fix me. Yeah, I would have probably went to Dumbledore since he like knows what's happening. And I would have been like, skilled. listen, I was trying to head off Quirrell. Can, yep. I got bit. Can you fix it? Yep. Interesting. I wonder how his le- leg looked after that. It's probably scarred. Like bad. Yeah, probably. Like, do you have a chunk missing? Gross. Another, another gross. question. What did I say? How did I say it that time? When I said Wormtail was gross. <laughs> it was like that. I love like Katie's favorite thing. You have fried sausages in all capital letters. Yes. Now, yeah, it's important. It's it's the morning of your first ever Quidditch match. What do you want to eat for what breakfast? What are you eating? Toast so that I don't throw up anything. Okay. Toast seems safe. Yeah. yeah. Maybe jazz it up a little bit of jam, but I wouldn't go Jam it up a that. little bit. Jam oh, it up. Jam up the toast. I don't know. I gotta figure. I have something. I, I, I would need something a little bit hearty. Like I would need. Yeah. My, maybe I would have potatoes. Bag. I'm going for like potatoes and like a hard boiled egg. That way it's not greasy. Yeah. 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 But I I don't know. I would like work out on an empty stomach, so I don't know. Maybe I wouldn't need anything. Oh yeah, that's true. Let's not on purpose, just because there's no time at five thirty a.m. What um, color would you, if you were playing or had your own professional Quidditch team, what color do you want your robes to be? And they can't be what you called your, can't be purple. Or whatever color you want your flames to be. Yellow. Mm. Green. Lame. House colors. (laughs) (laughs) 
silver. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. You like that? Rose gold. <laughs> Did you say rose gold? Copper. Millennial. <laughs> <laughs> I want mine to be a rainbow. Yeah. Flash, different colors. You guys should think of a Quidditch team name. What would you call yourselves? Oh. Or do you think, do you think that like each team, like, yeah, we're the Gryffindor team, but like they secretly call themselves like, you know, the cool kids club or something funny. Like <laughs> I could see Fred and George doing that. Yeah. I don't know. We're, we're part of the lion squad. Roar. Lion pride. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. The pride of the lions. I don't know. It's just a thought. What would you call yourselves? Okay, the Fozzie Bears <laughs> <laughs> flying through the air. My uh, my go to fantasy name for like sports is <laughs> Iggy Smalls. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say I want to be the Ted Tornadoes because my cat's name is Ted. Oh my God. But there's already a Tornadoes team we Who found cares? out last yeah. episode. The, the Ted Tornadoes though. The, the Ted Tornadoes sounds cooler. If though. we the went with my Ted's. fantasy football name, I was all the L way because of John Elway. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I don't play fantasy anymore, though. I'm going to do fantasy basketball. Exciting. Woo. I don't do fantasy anything. <laughs> all right. Is that all for our lightning bolt round? I think yeah. That was a lot oh. of questions. Sarah, I have a question. Do you make those up on the flyer? Correct. You, gosh. <laughs> you're just always so full of questions, and I, like, blank out. I have to, like, I started a Word document called lightning bolt questions. Let's pop it by chapter. How often do we just sit around and I ask you a random question? I know. It yeah. comes in handy. No, yeah. You you come in clutch every episode for like Sarah's now. always like, what would you do if? Yeah. If well, she, she does that on the regular. Yeah. She, like today at lunch, what would you do if I threw up on you? What? I didn't say throw up on you. If I threw up all over everybody. Yep. That's what I said. Not answering yep. that. Weirdo. All right. You want to move on? That to brings our fan us to story? our fan story. Yeah. All right. This one's a little long, but it's good. But yeah. So this one comes from Nadra Crystal Ball. Did I say that right? You said Nadra. Yeah. She's she okay. phonetically spelled that for you. She okay. says, just as it did for the four of you, it took me a while to get to the level of Harry Potter obsession that I am that I'm at now. I was seven years old when the first movie came out, and my best friend and I couldn't wait to see it in theaters. She How- was a baby. I know. <laughs> However, here, yeah, here's the proof. However, the screaming book in the restricted section gave me nightmares for weeks. The poor thing. And it took a lot of convincing for me to go and see the second movie in theaters as well. After finally gathering up enough courage to watch Chamber of Secrets, it became a family tradition for us to go and see every single Harry Potter movie in theaters. That's cute. But despite this fact, I still wasn't the huge Potter fanatic that I am now. Although I always made sure to tune into ABC Family every time they had a Harry Potter weekend. So every weekend? I think she she was like a closeted huge fan. Yeah. Because, I mean, you're tuning in. Yeah, I think you were there. (laughs) About six years ago, when my brother and I were watching one of the ABC Family Harry Potter weekends, he asked me why I never read the books. We both thought it was kind of funny because that I, the bookworm, hadn't read any of the books, whereas he, the five years younger, not in read-for-pleasure kind of guy, had read every single Harry Potter book. So I decided to give the books a try. I opened up Sorcerer's Stone that night, and about three weeks later, I was finishing up Order of the Phoenix. Nice. I read through the books faster than I've ever read through anything and couldn't put them down. I stayed up until 3 a.m. reading, and I kept reading until I couldn't keep my eyes open. Mm. I always books had... Like, books that do that are the best. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I always had a general idea of the storyline from just watching the movies, but reading the books added so much more depth and magic to the story. After finishing The Deathly Hollows, I was amazed. How could I have gone so long without having read these books? To this day, The Deathly Hollows is still my favorite book. The way J.K. Rowling ties the entire series mm-hmm. together isn't done justice in the final movie. Amen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and this fact kind of makes me glad that I saw the movies before reading the books. Although I'm a little sad that I didn't fall in love with Potter sooner, I'm beyond excited that J.K. Rowling and the Harry Potter universe still have new stories and adventures to share with us, and I can't wait to see what comes next. We also have to give uh, Nadra credit for giving us the idea of posting about our Potter-named pets, because Uh she shared a picture of her dog Bellatrix with us. Who is adorable. Yes. Mm -hmm. So thank you for that, and thank you for your story. Yeah. And we do have a third cat that is named, but I never have any good pictures of her, so I didn't post her. But we have a mini. But I think we've said that on the podcast before. I I think we said that on the first one, actually. So... So thank you very, yes. very much. Thank you. Thank yes. you We're glad story. that you have owned I up think, to your nerdness. Yeah. However, you joined us. I think you were a closeted big fan <laughs> much earlier than you care yeah. to admit. So, But here's the okay. thing. Nadra, I want you to write us back 
And I want to know what house you're in and your Patronus and all of that. Yeah. Yeah. I want to know your Potter profile, too. Oh, wait. You know what? She made Does she have a Potter profile us. on there? Yeah. If you already sent that, my bad. No, I didn't. Go on and continue on, and I will find it. Okay. Well, really, the, the ending is just the wrap-up here. Yeah. Unfortunately. Oh. Well, I really need more up. time than that. <laughs> well, we can pause so we can, I can I just oh, wait. cut this out. Yeah. Can I say inappropriate things? No. No. You should put it at the end of this. Can I say I have a little bit more information for her. I just want to know her house. I'm going to go red. She has taken the Pottermore quiz five times. <laughs> so she's gotten Gryffindor twice, Slytherin twice, and Ravenclaw once. So what does she identify as? So she's as? clearly not a Hufflepuff. She says in Ilvermorny she's a Puckwudgie, which is supposed to be the Hufflepuff equivalent. So <laughs> um, although... She thinks she she likes to think that she could fit into all the houses. She mostly tells people that she's a Slytherin door. So, so do you identify with Slytherin, Slytherin more than Gryffindor? Yeah, then, since you're a Slytherin door. Yeah, I would think that that's probably what she meant. That's what I do because I'm a Hufflepuff, but I'm I definitely am more Hufflepuff. Because but. if you're a Slytherin door, yeah. then we are twinsies. Can I ask? <laughs> So she took the quiz five times and got different answers. Mm. All the times I've taken it, I've gotten Ravenclaw. How do you guys know that you're not just a full whatever? I've taken it multiple I've times. I've taken it a couple times. So I've taken oh. it twice and Gryffindor Every both time I've times. taken it, I've at least taken it twice, maybe three times, and every single time I get Ravenclaw. The only reason why I took it twice oh, was because they I made you take asking. it a second time. There's this one that compiles all of the questions. Oh, yeah, I did give you percentages. You oh, yeah, no, I did that one. Where do you find that on the I, internet? Yeah, we talked I, about this before. Yeah. yeah. So my second pre- highest percentage is Ravenclaw. Yes. It'll break down so I'm in like Griffin Claw. houses. And it asks you every single question that you can get asked on Pottermore, which is really cool. And then tells you your percentage of house based so, on your answers. Yeah. So mine was like, you know, Hufflepuff I have was like blown out. 5% Hufflepuff. <laughs> Hufflepuff was like blown out. And then next, maybe at like 50 was I like I think Gryffindor. I actually screenshotted what I had, but I, I mean, I'll have to like search for that because God knows where it is. But yeah, when I took it, it was like Gryffindor, Ravenclaw, Slytherin, then Hufflepuff, I believe. I'm normal. Like sixty percent Slytherin, thirty percent Gryffindor, nine percent Ravenclaw, and one percent. <laughs> Did it look like this when you took it? Yes. Sure. He's like, uh. <laughs> so yeah, that's All cool. Right. I like it. You're a Slytherin. Cool. So thank you very much. Yes, thank you. Thank you for your story and your ears. And your and ears. Ears. Watch, I'm going to do this, and it's going to be like your number one highest one is Hufflepuff or something. No, you're going to that would be it awesome. Probably will be Slytherin. We'll Welcome see what it is. I'm, I'm a little nervous. <laughs> I get nervous every time I do something like this because Let's I'm like I identify strongly as a Ravenclaw ish. So make sure that you use our pinned post on Facebook to use for discussion on this episode. You can post your questions and comments, and anyone can respond or answer, and we'll reach out to you as well. Go find us on Facebook. That's where we're most active. And like our page so that you can get all the latest info. We are Swish and Flick Podcast on Facebook or Swish Flick Cast on Twitter, Instagram, and Tumblr. You can also now call and leave us a voicemail. Um, so we're really excited about this. And we really hope that you guys do it because it's cool. So give us a call. Um, if you're calling us internationally, all you have to do is dial one before you dial the number. So it's like the plus one and then whatever the number is, which is 330-552-7043. Seven. Uh, <laughs> I did pick that number because there was a seven. Yes. In it. it gave me a bunch. I wanted it to be like more sevens, but I was like, uh, okay, I'll take Just that one. All yeah. sevens. All sevens. So yeah, call us and leave us a voicemail and um, you might hear yourself on our episode. True. So if you're calling... Wait, I already read that. Yep. Find us and follow us on <laughs> Patreon. So by supporting us on Patreon, it only helps us to be able to provide you better content and content more often. Mm-hmm. So our second goal now, since we reached our first goal of um, being able to build a website, which is in construction, under construction, our second goal is to be able to get a new camera so that we can do vlogging for you guys. Because the camera that we have is it's kind of old and it's all right, but it would be... <laughs> Yes. So anyway, um, go on over to www.patreon.com slash swishflickcast and support your favorite Potter podcast. Your favorite. Your favorite. Potter podcast. And there's different levels to choose from. Mm -hmm. Um, You can see what you get with each one. And I think we should say in order to access the Felix files, 
Yes. Which, do you have to mm-hmm. be a bow truckle or higher yes. patron? So uh, you should do that because Felix Files are bomb. They're fun. You want to make sure you can tune into those. Okay. So that concludes this week's episode. Thank you so much for listening and don't let the muggles get you down. Because I'm a horrible person. Oh, wake me up! Before you go, go. I don't know the rest of the words. <laughs> <laughs> it's loading. <laughs> it's buffering.